Welcome everybody to the Rotating Tap Podcast. We've got Steve Vanderplue, Corey David, and special guests. Maybe beer people talking comedy or comedians talking beer. Listen up everybody and we'll see what you will hear. I won't waste any more time because it's going very fast. It's the Rotating Tap Podcast. Stop touching things. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Well, we already did break something today. We've been here yeah. for less than 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> well, you got a lot of them. You're wearing overalls, so that makes sense. Let's see the best part Whoa, she's stashing a nice beer pocket. glass in her chest pocket. Yeah, there we go, okay. Oh, that's way better. Um, it's called a snack pocket. A snack a pocket? Snack pocket. For like a beer snack? Or anything, yeah. yeah. Slim Jim. Granola bars. M&M's. Old t- leftover tacos, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Banana runs. Well, we welcome. <laughs> to Hello. The, welcome to the Rotating Tap Podcast. I'm Corey David, and uh, I'm here with... Steve Vanderplug. We are both stand-up comedians who love beer. Can you believe it? What a coincidence. Crazy. Um, we're here at Chain Reaction Brewing Company today with Chad and Skyler. How's it going, guys? Hello. Hi. How are you today? Pretty good. Good. Cool. Not bad. What's going on in the brew house today? Uh, moving some beer around. We uh, moved a pink peppercorn saison into a bright tank, and we'll be cleaning some kegs later. Fun. Oh, boy. Who doesn't love cleaning <laughs> kegs? Um, cool. So, as stand comedians... Uh, often the first thing that we are asked when people find out that we're comedians is tell us a joke. So today, we're going to flip the card on you, and we're going to ask each of you to tell us a joke. Glad we gave you plenty of notice. Still doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I know Skylar's got jokes. Oh, should I start then? Yeah, tell Go us a joke. It. All right. Uh, where does the captain put his armies? Where? Oh, in his sleeveys. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, yeah. Guys, nice. this is what I had put to it on the board. <laughs> Count it. I just got fired. So. <laughs> Still have to do the podcast, though. Yeah. Chad, you got anything? Um, I just want to say that I'm disappointed. Um, leopards are nowhere near as sexy as I've been led to believe. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you watch some weird porn, but that is okay. You also haven't met the right leopard. <laughs> <laughs> the right one's out there. Did you say leper or leopard? Leopard. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you haven't met the right leopard. You haven't met <laughs> hey, they're out there, too. Either one, yeah. They all have their fine qualities. They're missing a few, but they have some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> they're related to cougars somehow. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Well, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty quick. That's pretty fun jokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So the other thing that we like to do uh, right away, well, comics, what we have in the industry is called a tight five, which is a five-minute set of your best material. Um, so for a tight five for you guys, we're just going to have you kind of go over your history with beer, uh, how Chain Reaction got started. Skylar, a little bit about your history. Uh, just try and keep it about five minutes, but let's hear let's hear some more about the history here. Yeah, cool. Um, Chain Re- Reaction started about five and a half years ago, um, but we really started w- long before that. Um, Zach, myself and Zach are cousins. Um, we Zach's the other owner. Yeah, Zach is the other owner, and we both, you know, really liked food, liked creating stuff, um, just hung out all the time, and uh, one day we had the great idea that we were going to start homebrewing, and the homebrew turned into, um, you know, we went from the kitchen, and we really liked it, and decided we wanted to go a little bit bigger, and so we decided to collect some kegs, cut the tops off, and we built a system. And while we were doing that, we uh, met up with another brewer in the industry. His name's Tim Myers. He were, owns Strange. He's the brewer over there. Oh, cool. And Zach and him, Zach was a beer writer. And so he went in to interview Tim when he first opened. And they just immediately hit it off and, you know, just chatting about beer and getting tips from him. And so we'd go in, you know, once a week. Tim used to do this. Well, he still does it. He does a thing called One Barrel Wednesdays. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but just weird one-offs and it started off with him and his buddy Harry who owns Black Sky just getting together every Wednesday grabbing a cup of coffee some pizza and you know brewing just a random one-off beer some something weird something different something that you don't see every day that's awesome that's so much fun <clears throat> do you yeah. remember anything that comes to mind that you were like this is really awesome it's kind of kooky and everybody seems to dig it um 
My favorite that they've done, it was kind of an, it was an accident. It's called uh, Cherry Bomb, and it's their Cherry Creek, but with stout malt in it. So it's basically a chocolate-covered cherry. Yeah, that sounds great. And it's delicious. Mm. Um, one of my favorite beers that they do over there. I feel like the best stuff happens by accident, right? Yeah, it's just absolutely. like, oh, I didn't even think to do that. Yeah, like when Corey gets a laugh on stage. Whoops. Hey, every <laughs> once in a while, it feels real good. <laughs> Skyler, what about you? You've been here for a while now. Um, I think two years now. Started bartending while I was finishing up school. I got into Metro's brewing program. Just kind of didn't just couldn't decide what I wanted to do and what I wanted to spend four like, four years of my life doing. And yeah, brewing is just awesome. People, it's a cool craft, and I like the science behind it. So yeah, science uh, is cool. It's way cool. Yeah, and I don't have to be a lab rat. So that's good. Well, what made you want to get into brewing specifically? Was it just like you liked drinking beer and you thought you had like a mechanical mind so I could do this better myself kind of thing? <laughs> um, it's more just um, I really a lot of the science behind it was, you know, I was originally into biology and then learning more about fermentation and everything. And, you know, there's this industry behind it that allows me to work with my hands and create something and, you know, just enjoy people too. Um it's awesome. got a huge social aspect behind it. Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. Is there anything outside of beer that you've had fun with fermentation? Uh, not that I've done, but getting into uh, distilling or stuff might be cool. I took a wine class, and if I decided to get hoity-toity, I'd go into that. But. Uh-huh. Yeah, but beer people are a lot cooler than the wine people, <laughs> yeah. essentially. A little <laughs> less a lot, snooty. There's a lot more beards in this industry, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, for somebody that doesn't have a beer, that's a weird thing to consider to be a good ad- asset about it. <laughs> You know, just because I can't have one yeah, doesn't mean I don't want one. I can't grow one either, so we're in a similar boat. <laughs> yeah, Chen and I are over here looking like real party animals. Yeah, it just happens. I, just, I don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much easier to not shave my beard or anything. Exactly. So how'd you go from, like, next steps from working with Strange and then all of a sudden deciding, like, this is what we want to do, we need to find a space, like, next steps? Yeah, uh, so next steps was we just brewed, and we brewed a lot. Um, so we both built kegerators. I had a three-tap, Zach had a four. And every weekend we brewed double batches and kegs double batches, and sometimes... We didn't have space to put that, which meant we had to drink a lot because, you know, we're not wasting beer. Um, back when we used to bottle, we that, didn't want to pay for bottles. That so. used to be the excuse to drink a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the excuse. What's your preferred method for mass consumption? Is it keg stands, funnel, shotgun, traditional? Uh, traditional. I drink pretty fast anyways, so. Full disclosure, too. Chad and I grew up together. We played hockey on the same team together for like 10 or 11 years. Yeah, it's amazing that he still wants to talk to you. Well, I don't get it either, but uh, yeah, so we grew up playing hockey, and one of our other hockey buddies, his dad was a home brewer and would let us drink underage on his porch at a very young age, so we've been drinking craft beer for a very long time. For a very long time. Talk about the cool dad. Yeah, he, yeah totally. he also needed someone to drink his beer, so yeah. <laughs> he could brew off, more. Gave you scratch off lotto tickets and Marb cigarettes, and decided to pass you up. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite classy. <laughs> Just wanted to be one of the boys. There were like there were a lot of like stick and poke tattoos that went on on that driveway for sure. It was a good time. Uh, cool. Uh, what uh, what segment you want to do next, Corey? What segment do I? Well, I've, we've been sipping on this beer that we've got in front of us for a few seconds now, so I feel like it would do us justice to actually talk about it. So, what are we what are we sipping on? Uh, yeah, this is our. Uh, it's called. There's always money in the banana stand. It is an American style half, so it's a little bit uh, hoppier than your traditional half is, and it also pours clear, um, which is completely different than what you'd expect seeing a half. Um, we like it just because it's a little easier to drink several of them. They don't, uh, they don't really get heavy for you, which is nice. It's also a great Arrested Development reference. Oh, Very good. Very good. Glad somebody picked that up. I don't so, think anybody else would have. So was the clarity just directly correlated with the level of consumption? Like you wanted people to be able to consume a little more, so an unfiltered beer will just have like more residual yeast? Just a sec. We got a, we got a business transaction yeah, going on here, so Chad's going to step away for a minute. Uh, <laughs> So I don't know anything about how they make this beer. What's going on? Ooh, we got a package. What is it? So have you had a hand in, in brewing this one, I assume, right? Yeah, I've helped with a few batches of this one. Um, it was actually the first beer I had when I came into Chain Reaction, so it's special to me. Um, it's fun when people ask about, like, oh, is there bananas in it? And uh, I always like to take that chance to, like, just geek out on them really hard. I'm like, no, it's actually a byproduct of the yeast. It makes a banana flavor in it. So you get that in German beers. They're just usually a little bit more heavy and have that more clove taste to them. Yeah. So 
Do you feel like there's definitely some idiot out there that has brewed with bananas because they didn't realize there was a yeast strain that could handle it? You know? I'm I sure there is. Know. Yeah. I just would hate to clean anything that you put bananas. Oh, wait, you know what? We've brewed with bananas. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> we are idiot some idiots. Idiot. 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 Oh, One of those idiots. Go. Gotcha. We brewed a Boom, got it. banana bread beer. Yeah. That so, was awful to clean out. Yeah. So what was, I mean, so what does that entail? Because, okay, so uh, Hefeweizen yeast strain will predominantly have some banana and clove type flavors. This one's like really mild on the clove. Like you don't get a lot of spice on that um, from the yeast. Yeah. Now, two questions, I suppose. The first being... What kind of tames that down a little bit in the fermentation process? Where you ha- Is it just the type of yeast strain that you're using, or is it literally a stoppage in fermentation at some point that kind of minimizes those flavors? Um, a lot of it's the type of yeast, because we don't use a... What do we use again? We use a Bavarian Hef strain. Um, it was isolated from a brewery that is known for throwing a lot of banana flavor, not a whole lot of clove. Okay. Um, and then to really... Um, boost that it all depends on how you pitch so you're looking at um stressing the yeast out you want to pitch like 40 percent of what you'd normally pitch and then you want to under oxygenate as well that way the yeast is really um stressed out and it's going to produce extra phenols and extra <laughs> how flavors. do you i just think it's funny hearing stress <laughs> the yeast like oh the yeast has a big test in the morning <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't pass it's late on its rent creatures yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Okay, so you've got the the yeast strain that you really like to use for your half, but then you'd mentioned the banana bread beer that you guys used to make or had made at some point. Yeah, that was uh, one barrel that we did. It started out as a tribute to Zach's youngest daughter um, that was supposed to be named Banana Grandma, and I think she should have been named Banana Grandma. I still call her BG. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) For all the cool kids. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that one's uh, amber ale loosely, and uh, we put 30 pounds of bananas in there. Yeah, roughly 30 pounds. It wow. was a whole crate of bananas. Did you guys get the result that you wanted from that, or was it oh, too yeah. mild of a flavor? It was it was banana-y. It Ooh. tasted like banana bread. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, it was that's awesome. Good. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> definitely want to play with the spices a little bit, but we got the banana characteristic we were looking for. Oh, neat. Awesome. So is that yeah. something you guys would be doing again, or was it just a one-off, one-barrel kind of thing? Uh, I definitely want to do that again. Um, that was something that we'd been tossing around for a little while, cause, especially with Banana Stand. You know, people always ask, is there banana in this? And so that was a fun way to, <laughs> to actually play with it. Yeah, no, bananas are in pajamas. No Clearly. bananas in beer. And Steve All right, still listen, watches yeah. toddler shows. Well, <laughs> I'm a kid. So. Have you guys ever seen? Have you ever had uh, Wells banana bread beer? I have. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen the tap handle for it? No. Oh my gosh! Just wait till you see this. Okay, so we'll post a picture of this whenever we put the episode up. For all our listeners at home looking at this picture right now, it's okay. Hold on. Check out www.pinterest.com. Okay, so what does that look like to you? A very phallic banana. Yeah. Yep. It's like King Midas's <laughs> dildo. It's a big golden banana of a tap handle. Pretty wild stuff. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, so big you guys should figure banana. something like that out uh, for when you make your banana bread beer the next time. I think it'd be a big hit. Nice. Well, right. I think uh, I think we should move on to our next segment. What do you want to do? Well, I picked the last one, so why don't you get into whatever you think uh, it should be fun to talk about. Are we ready for the chug-off yet? I don't know. Are you guys ready for the chug-off? Uh, I guess. We got a chugging leaderboard. Like yeah. So the chug leaderboard is essentially you guys bring us what you We're consider to be though. your most chuggable beer. Uh, so first thing you're going to do is just tell us what it is. And then the second thing is you chug it. And then the third thing would be you tell us about it. So don't tell us anything about it other than the name until after you've chugged the beer. Oh, good. Okay. Who wants to go first? <laughs> We're going to go one at a time. Let me uh, get ready to... Uh, enter these numbers in. Skylar, are you going first? I'm going to let Chad go first. Chad, so I can going first. Chad. To be fair, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> the, uh, the best score so far is um, Jason over at Flight Co. And the worst score so far is by a lot, and that is me. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, was, that, was, that was painful to watch. Pretty, pretty <laughs> low bar here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So whenever you start going, we'll start timing you. All right, cool. Um, the name of the beer is Baby It's Colch Outside. Ooh, Baby It's Colch Outside. Don't people hate that song now? Yeah. Don't worry, this beer is not as rapey as that song. That's fair. Time. All right, five. You have 604. That's 604. pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good time. He practiced at Big Beers all weekend, though. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's fair, though. That's almost a disadvantage. <laughs> However you want to train for this competition is up to you. Nobody told you how to, how to do this. Nobody. That happened to Broken Compass while we were up there. We um, ordered our shuttle thinking we'd have 10, 15 minutes. And so ordered a couple of beers. Oh, no. Get back to the table, and the shuttle pulls up. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's go. Bro- I love Broken Compass. Their beer is so good. They make phenomenal beer, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's the altitude or what, or just uh, they know everything. We'll hopefully get them on the podcast, because their beer is fantastic. Is it pretty just yeah, like traditional great guy. stuff? Do they do any any type of style like in particular? Uh, most popular is they do a coconut porter. Oh, heck yeah. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Skyler, you ready right. for this? I suppose. Okay. Is it the same beer? Yes. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Wow. Pretty oh, good. Just... I don't know what she was intimidated about. This is looking pretty stellar. Done. 703 is the time on that. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Yeah. Well, now you got to tell us about the beer. <coughs> oh, good. Yeah, while you're burping. It's great. Yeah. Just burp. It's so, what goes what into, so, so what goes into the beer? Kind of type of the grains, flavors we're getting? Uh, Chad knows that off the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> I just got back from vacation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing you're still drinking beer. <laughs> this is just your classic coal, so you're going to get a little bit of fruitiness, but it's really showcasing the grain. Um, so it's going to be like, like light straw with just a touch of fruit, a um, little bit of hops, um, just classic crushable coals. Yeah. Do you guys do a lot of pil- uh, like Pilsner's lagers, things like that? Um, we don't do a whole lot of them. Just uh, being small, we don't ha- always have the the taps or the tank space to age them for the requisite amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, your typical lager is going to take five weeks minimum. Uh, we ha- actually have a Doppelbach in the um, tank right now. Oh, that and sounds awesome. One in a port barrel that was used to age or to finish bourbon, which I'm really excited about. So mm-hmm. we'll be pulling that out in the next month or so. Okay. Skylar, anything you want to say about the beer? Uh, I mean, he pretty much covered it. But. I figured now that you were less gassy, you might be able to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's definitely it's an easy drinker, but it has enough flavor to it that you know keeps you wanting more, and it's not super big, so you can definitely have a few of it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chad, now you alluded to having the Doppelbox in barrels right now. Yeah. Cool. Um, we got one from Rocker Spirits down in Littleton, and when we're finished with it, we're going to give it back to them, and they're going to do something fun with it. Okay. That's awesome. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Good barrel trade. So, yeah, exactly. So how, how long have you guys been running a barrel program? You know, What do you usually like to do in it? That kind of stuff. Uh, we've been running a barrel program since the first year. Um, we made friend, or we were mutual friends with someone that worked for a barrel supply company, so... You know, he was always a hounding us to get barrels, and so we started off with a tequila barrel and a Chardonnay barrel, and we used the tequila barrel to age our Hatch Chili Amber. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and it, it was awesome. That sounds great. Uh, I still yeah. miss that beer. And then we've got a pink peppercorn, excuse me, Saison, <laughs> still resting in, a, uh, in a Chardonnay barrel. Uh, one of the first things we did, um, we put a big Imperial Stout on, and... Not really thinking, still being pretty green to the industry. Um, we capped it a little hard, and um, as it warmed up, it started creating pressure. And we were brewing one day, and we looked over, and it was seeping out of all of the staves just because it was under pressure. Damn. And I went over to just burp it a little bit. The bung shot straight to the ceiling, Ooh. and it just started geysering out. And I'm trying to keep all the beer in, so I just slap my hand over it, and it just ends up spraying all over the place. <laughs> a la, like dishwasher that you see, yeah, in the, absolutely <laughs> in the comedy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've had a, a similar. I, I'm not much of a home brewer. I've done it a couple times, but I remember the first time, one of the first times I'd ever done it with a, my roommate at the time. We thought we were so cool, you know, and made this stout. You still really think impressed. you're cool. I still you? think I'm just hopefully doing a little better of a job at it at this point. I don't know if that's true. You guys can tell me after. But we had made this stout. We were super proud of it because uh, it tasted fine. But then it had continued to carbonate and ferment in the bottle, right? Um, and I was talking to this girl about it. We were on a date. And I'm like, we just made this killer homebrew. You got to come back and try some. And I crack one open, and it literally geysered to the top and filled the entire kitchen. I'm like, well, if you want to drink it off the floor uh, i'm sure it'll <laughs> probably still taste pretty great but have you had a lot of incidents like that where you had like something explode in the brewery or uh, out of a barrel that was about the only one here we learned that lesson real quick so 
now they're loosely fit in. We make sure that they're warm, they're the right temperature, so they're not going to swell when we when we transfer them over. Yeah, that's probably a tedious learning process, as you because you probably didn't have a lot of barrel aging experience in Absolutely. your days, and that's a whole new element that you have to deal with. Yeah, that was a that was a new learning process, and it was fun picking up a cu- couple of gallons of fresh beer Stout. off the floor. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do you still have that tequila barrel? Is that what you're saying? Uh, we don't have the tequila barrel anymore. Oh, um, that was it's an old barrel, so tequila barrels, yeah. tequila barrels like they typically get them from uh, bourbon distilleries after because yeah. you can only use bourbon once, and so they'll send them down to the Caribbean and they typically use them for thirty years or at least that's what they look like. Yeah, wow. wow, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Do you ever worry about any contamination issues from collecting in the wood or anything? Uh, it's kind of that you know it's. It's always that risk. Um, you do what you can to mitigate it, but at the end of the day, if it's there, it's there. Um, there's not a whole lot of ways that you can clean wood. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, some soap, little scrub on the wood. That'd yeah, really... I'm sure that'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're now tired. you guys, so you guys are all over the map. So I mean, you've got um, a, sa- a great saison that's made with pink peppercorn. Yep. Yeah, right? pink peppercorns, coriander, and orange peel. Now with pink peppercorn, like why that as opposed to just you know pepper, regular peppercorn or another adjunct um, or anything for like the palate. Yeah, coming from just thanks, Steve. Nope, you're right. We can just move on. We don't need to hear anything <laughs> else about it. They were pretty. We liked the color. What was your first CD? <laughs> you have to answer both questions. So why pink peppercorn, and then what was your first CD? All right. Uh, so pink peppercorns, coming from a culinary background, we. Um, really enjoyed like that bright berry flavor and we thought it would go well pair well with the saison and that was our first beer that we brewed um for a competition when we built our all grain setup um and we've since refined it and changed it but we always just couldn't get away from that flavor combination Um, yeah i mean it's a big seller of yours right yeah it's it's one of our top sellers consistently um it's kind of what we pass to people when they're like, oh, I don't really know. I don't, I'm not really a huge beer drinker. So that's something that's approachable as well. Um, but it's nuanced enough that people that know beer still very much enjoy it as well. Yeah. And that's, that Saison yeast strain is really, it's one that's really hard to like dial in, you know, similarly to your Hefeweizen yeast strain that you were using Absolutely. For, the, for the American half. It's like Saisons are all over the map, you know, and sometimes if you don't have a good wrangle on it, it either doesn't do what you want it to, or it just dot the yeast dominates every other, every flavor component of the beer. Yeah, definitely. We played a lot with different temperature profiles as far as what was the best, um, temp setting for fermentation you know if you're too low you get a lot of bubble gum um this strain we can go pretty high and get a lot of pepper flavor versus bubble gum which turns a lot of people off to saisons yeah fair enough nice what made you guys want to get into the seltzer game because you've got a seltzer on tap all the time right does anybody really want to get into we didn't it? want to <laughs> smart we're just smart enough. you didn't you didn't have a truly or a white claw and be like we've been fucking this up the whole time oh we my god this is the best thing ever we should have been doing this the whole time yeah uh we kind of made it as a joke for our fifth anniversary we threw a letter kennedy themed anniversary party it was super, super soft, soft. Super soft. <laughs> um, and we went all out we had a unicorn, a cotton candy machine, mini cupcakes. Um, we made a seltzer and did uh, elderflower and watermelon. So pretty much everything that we could think of that was super soft. Uh, we were cleaning up feathers from our feather boas <laughs> for like six months. Um, I'm and sure we'll probably find one in the next week or so. It's actually Skylar's unicorn, right? Yeah. 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 Brought my horse over and dressed him up like a unicorn. You have a Covered horse? him in glitter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was covered in glitter. People so own like, horses. Well, I, I get that, but I mean, I, I just, that's an odd fact. Welcome to Denver. So, it's do you ride your horse down. to work? Uh, no. No. Would you? No. Oh. Like, <laughs> would you ever deliver a keg with your horse? <laughs> no. I definitely did, though. I was like, Chad, I, we have to do this. Like, I need to bring my yeah. horse. That was yeah. the first question. And like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll figure out. Yeah. And I tell people about it. They're like, 
is, is like, can you do that? And I was like, well, I hope so, because I've told everybody about it. So it has to Does your horse have a permit? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is a unicorn. There's clearly a horn on the head. Yeah. yeah, yeah Obviously. Yeah. You can clearly see the permit stapled to his horn. Well, and then we had the tricycle course set up. So oh, yeah, I raced we, uh, somebody on the tricycle, like, got on my horse and raced into it. So every brewery is essentially just turning into a child's play area for adults. Is that all? We, that's what we really want, right? Well, we want bounce houses. We want big <laughs> Jenga sets. You know, we just want to be kids and but in a brewery setting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With adult beverages. With, exactly. Except I know this is going to come up on a lot of our podcasts, and the kids and breweries thing is a very controversial subject. And so I don't necessarily need you two to touch on it because I feel like I already know where you're coming from, is that if the parents are drinking beer, fine. But I personally hate kids and breweries. Just throwing that out there. It's a bar. It's your sole purpose here is to serve alcohol, not to entertain a bunch of kids. You know, if the kids are quiet and they're not running around, that's fine. With that being said, Steve is available for babysitting and nanny purposes because he needs the money. Yeah, bring me the kid. I'll take it to the unicorn and let it kick it in the head. <laughs> Whoa. Harsh. That escalated quickly. Harsh. Uh, so, Skylar, just because I think I'd be, we'd be remiss to not talk about it, but it's not as common to meet uh, women brewers in the industry. And I think it's pretty awesome that, like, um, I don't know, you just uh, are obviously a very uh, proficient brewer and somebody that people respect in the industry. I mean, Tell me a little bit about um, what that means to you and just the scene in general and uh, maybe other women getting into more prominent positions at breweries. Uh, I definitely don't think that it is as uh, male-dominated as a lot of people think. Um, there have been really bad experiences. I know some people who have been looked down on for being female and all that stuff, but you know, I think as long as you prove your worth and you prove that you're just here to be part of it, then you should run into fewer issues. Uh, for me, you know, I had a lot of people like, oh, yeah, you should get into that. You'll have the advantage because you're a woman. And it was like, well, I'm, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at, I yeah. love this and I love these people. And this is what I would just want to be a part of. So, you know, it's that I'm not a female brewer. I'm just a brewer. Just a brewer. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Totally. I feel like it's the same in comedy, too, where it's like I'm just here to tell jokes. Pretty much everybody in comedy is just there to tell jokes except for Corey. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just mostly get up there and be sad and just give TED, TED Talks. and You just cry and people laugh cry, at you. Just cry, just cry. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got a pretty lucrative business as a sad clown. Uh, people are people are really into it. That's they, rare these days. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly for birthday parties where somebody's getting divorced. Oh. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the bulk of it. So I understand that you want to like, be seen as a brewer and that makes tons of sense. But um, I, think, I definitely do think that it's great uh, – for other women to see that this is possible like you're capable yeah. and it's not about being a man or a woman it's just like i think a lot of people they set their own barriers to entry without there actually being some be like oh that's mostly a dude's field you know why would i bother kind of thing yeah so being prominent and being successful i definitely think helps make uh, it more of a diverse industry yeah it's all about making it what you want it to be yeah okay. i uh this is kind of changing the subject i'm looking over our, our um categories for our topics for today and this one just says dropped pot pie what's up with that <laughs> oh no i'm still sad uh well yeah i was trying to eat my lunch and i had some pot pie and an awesome glass pyrex and i decided to just toss it uh yeah like a frisbee no <laughs> were, you, were you like were you angry at the pot pie I was just so nervous about meeting you guys because you're such big celebrities. Yeah, we're yeah. yeah, super famous. People like us. Yeah, man. Oh, sorry, I have to take a call. Beyonce is calling me real quick. <laughs> Hold on one second. Does she want any chicken pot pie? Because I'm pretty sure there's some still on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what well, a- you didn't even get to have any lunch today, then. So oh, you- I did. So, okay, no, great. we keep noodles here. All right, yeah. that's fair. Because we're responsible chugging. adults who make lots of money. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and we eat ramen. <laughs> if we're going to be chugging beers, you got to fill your belly with some ramen and noodles. Who Hello. was it? Someone did a ramen beer. Who was that? That uh, was us. us. That was you guys. Yeah. 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 You guys yes. do all the weird adjuncts. I mean, so, all right. So while we're on that subject, you've used bananas. You've used ramen noodles. Tell us a little bit about the ramen noodle beer and then uh, and then maybe some other like adjuncts that you want to use or that you have used and it wasn't the way you thought it would be. Uh, Skylar, do you want to take this one? Oh, I don't think I was here for the ramen beer, though. Oh. All right. Um, so <laughs> it oh, I was in school that day. <laughs> it was unfortunate. Uh, it started off as a joke. Um, and we're there's a festival every year called Collaboration Fest. And, you know, 
everyone does something weird, one-off stuff you'll probably see once, never again. And we were brewing with... You're never going to make the ramen beer again? I don't know. We might revisit yeah, it. We'll yeah, see. Okay. Um, I want to play with it. The noodles interacted kind of weird and gave it almost... almost you can just burp like into the microphone. We made you chug that Bubble gummy quality, um, which yeah. was didn't really go with the ramen flavor. Um, Could be a cheap substitute for Saison yeast. <laughs> True. Just throw some noodles. So was it beef or chicken flavored beer? I missed that. Shrimp. It Please was shrimp. creamy chicken. Okay. Not creamy chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a hazy IPA that's waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. And then we used a bunch of just random spices, courtesy of uh, Danny Wong. He's currently um, at Firmly. Um, they used to be. He used to own Caution, and he decided to pivot and open a QAQC lab um, and they're doing phenomenal and you know helping out brewers um, make sure their beers the best that can possibly be cool pretty neat Thanks. any other adjuncts that you guys like haven't Did used you get paid yet to say that? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get, get a check okay <laughs> yeah just cut us 10 percent. <laughs> but is there anything that so it sounds like you like to use a lot of wild adjuncts as things that are unorthodox is there so two things: is there something that you want to use that you haven't yet? That's kind of kind of weird, or something that and or something that you have used that were like, man, this also didn't turn out the way we were hoping it would. Hot dogs. <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, this is a shout out to Bryfi, who used to be Chad's assistant brewer. He now is in Nashville. But Dude, what's the brewery that he works at out there now? Bearded Iris. Bearded Iris. Yeah. Yeah. I miss he was, he was dead set Don't on getting Chad to make a hot dog beer. Is this which a is Limp Biscuit awesome. No, it's, it's awesome, though, because he's a vegetarian. So Yeah, so he will. He wants to brew it, but he <laughs> won't, won't be able it. to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, just cruel to so everybody he, else, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He just wants to make everybody else suffer with boiled hot dog water, and then whatever yeah. you want, just dry hopped <laughs> boiled hot dog water. Essentially. Um, <laughs> That's like PETA's ultimate revenge. <laughs> you love meat so much. Now Try this. Beer. <laughs> it has been done. There was a brewery a number of years ago that actually brewed a beer with a whole hogshead in the boil. Oh, damn. And they said they would never do it again. Was it Hogshead Brewery? No, I don't remember where it was. Because it summoned Satan? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have, yeah. cleaning that, up that mess. We tried to go first, didn't do anything. Then the pig's head, and then <laughs> Satan it showed up for the tasting. <laughs> You accidentally summon demons. Yeah. As long as they drink. Just a day. Yeah. My, d- my dad boiled hot dogs when we were kids, and I never once thought, you know what, this could use more citra. Uh. <laughs> um, I'd like to talk about this, if that's okay with you guys. Nope. Um, okay, well, you, okay, never See, mind. You could just leave, that'd be great. So, okay, bye everybody. You're just salty, because I threw a pie at you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I'm back. Um, so one thing we like to do on this podcast, there's a lot of people that uh, come to breweries and they're just not happy and it's never really the brewery's fault, um, but they decide to go online and invent a little bit. Um, so I'm going to have you guys read a couple reviews uh, for Chain Reaction Brewing Company. Um, <laughs> this first one I know a little bit about. Um, Is there anything that's coming to mind already before we even show you? <laughs> I've got a handful, yeah. Okay, I think Smash we read this one. <laughs> oh, this is a new one. Terrible, super, <clears throat> terrible service. Rude people work here. I brought a large group of 50-plus people here. I double parked <laughs> behind the owner's car, apparently, <laughs> I was told, <laughs> as I unloaded things for the party. Was there maybe five minutes or so, rudely told I can't park there. I said, yes, I understand. Give me a minute, and I'll move. He said, move it now. I asked, does someone need out? I'm blocking only one car. I'm moving it in a couple of minutes. He scolded me like I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I bought, brought you 50 customers. Be nice. He said he was nice. What a loser. I will drive out of my way to go elsewhere. There's plenty of beer in this, or in town, man. Don't need that kind of tri- treatment. Man, this guy's dropping dudes. Like, it's going out yeah. of style. I'm like, dude, I'm moving my car. There's this unicorn in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so crazy to just, like, unexpectedly, 50 people is a lot of people. To Did just, they not yeah. schedule that with you? They just showed up with 50 people? They just showed up, from my understanding. Like, dude, I just brought you business of, I packed the house without you guys expecting it. 50 needy customers. You should be so grateful for us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember this? I don't remember this one specifically, um, 
but generally we have people move when they're double parked just because if one person does it, the next thing you know, six people are doing it, and all of a sudden you've got a parking lot. And, yeah, so... You mean you guys don't offer valet? I wish. <laughs> we should. <laughs> um, Skylar, I'm going to have you read this one here. It's the very top one. It was delicious. Good beer, good peeps, and three stars. Three out of five <laughs> stars. A very sweet. <laughs> what does this person need to get to four or five stars if everything about the experience? You know, they're probably on Untapped. So this, I believe, is I believe this one's from Yelp. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it's either Yelp or Google reviews where I get most of these, <laughs> and for sure they really were a big fan. But you only get three stars. Yeah, man. That's I want to see what gets four. Yeah, you right. should look into the person and see what kind of what kind he of. He probably actually spells out with. people instead of peeps. I guess that's so you guys <laughs> obviously see what people post on Untapped and whatnot. Is there anything that comes to mind for you from like an Untapped review that you were like, "Well, that's a bit ridiculous." Oh no, I don't actually look at Untapped. Okay. I just know yeah, how I don't. people like, use. If untapped. I'm feeling a little high on myself, I might go and look and get knocked down a couple of pegs. But how <laughs> do you feel? We need that for comedy. Well, it's, oh, the, it's the same thing. People, people will say like, "Oh, I don't really like, um, I don't really like Kolsch beers," but I had this one. It was good. And then they give it like two stars. I said, "Well, why did you drink it if you don't?" like it or why'd you you feel like you needed to rate well people rate it so they can get the points and they can get badges and all that kind of stuff yeah what do you get with the badges on untapped though like a a bigger prestige it's prestige from other nerds tight (laughs) yeah my favorite review is still um we didn't skip smash mouth fast enough one star <laughs> That's the best. i'd give you a one star if you didn't keep it on you know yeah if you, let, if you don't just play the whole album from start to finish one star and it's i'll just burn this all star on repeat i think hey, the now, best part you is get one star ah, <laughs> ah, boo. that quick all right <laughs> don't quit comedy Steve. No. so with that being said it seems like you guys have a pretty punk rock aesthetic here in terms of like pop punk that you play while brew day is going on like is that so is it usually like pop punk is it hardcore what do you guys usually got in the brew mostly bees yeah um my brother's a huge pop punk fan um we listen to a lot of pop punk but we listen to a little bit of everything it kind of depends on who gets there first or who gets sick of whatever's playing um we've just started a recent game of figuring out the most ridiculous thing that we can put on for the next person to find probably smash mouth to be honest (laughs) i think the best one was the gregorian chanting which is like one. monk oh, throat that's singing. That's wild, yeah. Yeah. Um, the worst part was I, Bees left it on that night, so I came in and turned on the stereo, and it was already playing. Um, and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to leave this on for Chad to come in. And, of course, Chad picked that day to come in like 30 minutes late. So I sat here cleaning kegs and listening to this shit for like 30 minutes. But then he showed up, and of course he was hungover, so just had to leave it, leave it on. So. <laughs> and I had been in the day before, so I already knew it was coming. Oh no, you didn't tell me that! Yep. Uh, uh. I was like trying to wait it out, and I was like, who's going to change this first? I think I had to change it first. But I was oh, so ready. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> I have one more review here that I'm not going to read. There was one, I saw one about Comedy Night here, which was voted Westward's Best Comedy Night of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was all me. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we no, totally was, knew about it. I, yeah, none of us had any idea, and the city just voted for us. So that was a really cool thing to wake up and find out. Yeah. Uh, it was really important to me because my friend had died that day, and so it was kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so it's a pretty good comedy night, but one person was like, they should be careful with who they give the mic to. Uh, well, yeah, because they gave it to Steve. Yeah, really just doing a terrible job. <laughs> nice, um, burn. And, <laughs> In a similar sense, we have a review here. Uh, two stars. Uh, the office trivia night was a bust. The MC reread the questions and answers. Waste of time. The scoring tool too long. The atmosphere is great. Very industrial. Admorcetumg. Maybe be patrons were sitting on the floor. That is just gross and unacceptable. The food truck is a great idea, but a bit pricey. It's like. <laughs> That yeah. was totally our fault. Like, yeah, like what? Sorry about that food truck that we own, clearly. Sorry you suck at fucking Harry Potter trivia, too. <laughs> like, that's uh, office also, trivia. It's all the same. Are all those things so terrible that you felt like you needed to give a bad review to somebody on the internet and voice your opinion about clearly, it? Clearly, yeah. Right. They felt guilty about getting a seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all that privilege. 
Yeah. Should be giving up this seat. I, I like The Office. Cool. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But that's, events I think like other people that, agree. Yeah, we know they're going to be busy, and we put signs up, and we tell people, like, it's going to be pretty packed, and, like, just so you know, if you're not partaking, like, you could find it annoying. Like, you know, just so you know this is happening, there's going to be a lot of people, and people still find it necessary to say stuff like that. So and how often do you guys do brain reaction yeah. trivia here? Uh, first, every, first and third Tuesdays first of every First and third month. Tuesdays, yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you guys job. do a lot of events here by the looks of it with the different posters on the wall. So tell us, can you tell us a little bit about Comedy Night, um, maybe some of the memorable, memorable nights or comics that you've had here? Because uh, we had the show this past Friday, and it was amazing. Places always packed out, really awesome comics. Um, so yeah, tell, can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah uh, we've been really fortunate to uh, kind of come out of the gate swinging uh, when we started doing this no one was doing comedy shows and breweries and Steve approached us when we f- kind of first opened and it's like hell yeah that sounds like a good time Let, let's give it a shot see how it works and we've never really had a slow one um, and you know our bigger problem is how do we fit more people in? Yeah, here? all the seats. Everybody's yeah, sitting the seats. on the floor. People like standing like room only. Sorry, you know. And <laughs> to be honest, we have violated a fire code maybe one or two times here. Yeah. And oh, yeah. All right, maybe we. Yeah, maybe we don't broadcast. It will never. Right it'll now. never happen again. It'll never happen again. <laughs> Ever. Uh, but it's also like I mean, it's a popular. It was night. unexpected. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and we we tell people you know get here early for seats and. It, un, in terms of comedy, it's a good thing because now people have to get here at like six thirty-seven to claim their seats. But it used to be people could get here at seven forty-five and still get a seat. We had um, about twenty people sitting on kegs for the last show. Yeah, sounds about right. We're getting to the point where we're going to have to invest in a just rolling set of extra chairs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's a pretty useful uh, way to utilize your kegs when they're not full of beer. But did I see you guys have like a workout thing here too, where people use the kegs and stuff? Yeah, Bree Boot Camp. Okay, um, what have you guys done? Have you participated in that? I have. Okay. They are brutal. They're still very fun though. They okay. uh, they make it more personal training kind of style, but you get here uh, an hour before the bar opens and just do a workout, and then it uh, your payment for the class comes with a beer. So okay, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And you use kegs for some of the workouts? Yeah, just empty ones, but. Pretty sick. Yeah. I have not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, you I lift more kegs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I lift the kegs when they're full. I don't need to lift empty ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of being in shape, uh, one of the things that we like to do is drink other people's beer besides mm-hmm. your guys's, which everything's been fantastic Also my favorite so thing. We also enjoy beer. Um, so we decided to bring in something from Black Project, which does spontaneous and wild ales here in Colorado. Uh, this particular beer is called Shadow Factory, and it's a sour wheat with cranberry and boysenberry and 4.5% alcohol. So, it's and it is fuchsia. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. it's very fuchsia. <laughs> it is hazy. And I would say a magenta, even. Oh, yeah. Dragon yeah, fruity be. kind of color. <laughs> All right. All right, fine. <laughs> get a You don't want to get in well, the cheers, by the color way. discussion? <laughs> cheers. I don't know. You guys seem to have it covered. And Steve's drink. I'm wasted. I'm not getting the broom back out. Pretty heavy mouthfeel for something that, I don't know, you would normally think to be like a lighter sour, but I mean, I'm sure that's coming from like a fruit puree. Yeah. It's yeah. also not like super sour, which is something I appreciate. I'm not like, I'm not a huge sour beer fan. Um, it's got just the right amount of sour, maybe even a little light for the sour, but. Yeah. And it kind of eases in too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. to say that fruit gives it a, a good flat, like balance. Um, doesn't just sour for the sake of sour. Yeah. Sometimes it's something is so acidic that it's like it could strip the paint off your car. Yeah. yeah. That's, at a cer- that's like hot sauce for me. At a certain point, I'm like, this is just too much. Like, you can't taste anything else. And yet you keep putting it on. Yeah. Uh, or so maybe it's probably that's just like, me. I would think lactobacillus, right? I mean, it tastes Why like it's like just this? straight acetic acid. I'm not getting like a lot of like pediococcus or anything like that from here. Uh, I would imagine so, but I know they don't pitch anything. It's all oh, no. caught in a cool ship. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they've just opened the windows. They're just a little, uh, what is it, east, east of here? Yeah, uh, that's how directions work. southeast. Yeah. Um, that's awesome that they use a cool ship, too. I mean, is yeah. that something that you guys have ever wanted to try to experiment with, like more open fermentation, or is it just uh, too much? I mean, we had a kiddie pool here for a few days, that's and I was cool. really convinced we needed to have a pool ship <laughs> for a beer. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 
I'm fired again. She's been fermenting in this wild ale for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's some children, people's feet in this pool, and we're going to make a beer in it. So. And the dogs. Oh, yeah, the dogs. They're the best. Yeah. yeah, but for souring beers, I know that's obviously a l- little bit more of an undertaking because of space, because of potential cross-contamination. Like, Have yeah. you guys done anything like that here? We or? have not. Um, we've talked about doing a kettle sour, and um, we've had some issues with our kettle recently that have kind of put that on hold um but hopefully sometime in the new new year we'll get that taken care of and we'll be able to to give kettle sours a shot we don't really want to do the full sour program just because of the risk involved yeah Yeah. and if that's not your hallmark or something that you have a ton of experience with why all of a sudden make a big shift to do that and there's plenty of people in the market making phenomenal beers um to try and do it just to do it it's it's a risky gamble yeah you guys just did your first hazy. We did. Uh, It was hazy for a week. Is it not hazy anymore? No, it's dropped out. Oh, it totally dropped out. Yep. (laughs) Quick, go shake the cat. (laughs) (laughs) Just flip it upside upside down. Damn. Now, what were you guys Uh. using to haze it with? Uh, Hops and a uh, high-protein malt bill. Okay. Uh, so you weren't do- using like any additional adjuncts or like oat or anything like that for uh, a bunch of oats. Okay, um, but apparently more. Then the horse ate it. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Does your horse get any of the spent grain from here? No. No, I've heard it's good for him. Yeah, I don't know. I just spend lots of money on grain for some reason. So. Yeah, but you have a it's free way too much work. grain facility <laughs> here. Moving grain is a pain, though. It's such. It sucks. I've I've eaten a lot of grain, Steve. I've moved grain. Do you eat a lot of? Do eat a lot of? I move grain grain every day. You want me to be in your workout problem program? Give me some grain. No, you sound like a workout problem. (laughs) I'm not very muscular. (laughs) What should we get into next? Um, One of the things we like to talk about in the beer industry are cease and desist orders. And I found one from a couple weeks ago that I really enjoyed reading about. Uh, This is an article I found titled, Hysteria Brewing Releases Hashtag MVP Beer with Updated Can After Legal Dispute with NFL Over Use of Lamar Jackson's Likeness. Um, So basically, the NFL sued Hysteria Brewing, which comes out of Maryland, and they sued him over, we'll put this online too, it's a picture uh, called Hashtag MVP, where there is a person in a purple uniform football uniform carrying a hop like a football and uh, it says hysteria brewing and apparently the nfl thought that that looked enough like lamar jackson even though there's no face it's like oh he's black yeah let's just make sure that we gotta sue them for this um well official brewing partner of the nfl you know yeah i think that's (laughs) they can probably afford the sponsorship yeah um but just kind of interested, you know, we like to talk about cease and desist orders just in general, if you guys have any good stories of ones that you've heard of. Um, but really, I think that this is, this one's a little bit ridiculous because the NFL just has so much money. And it's like, uh, at this point, by the time that the, this episode is released, everybody knows that Ravens are already out for the playoffs. They're not going to win. So it's like, why do we even, why even bother? It's one of those things. They want yeah, that small sports. brewery money, man. Yeah, <laughs> obviously we're a threat to their go after the little <laughs> man for sure. Yeah, yeah, they know you guys are raking it in hand over All fist. Yeah, independent business. Technically, yeah. we can talk about this on the podcast as as much as we want. If we were to describe any of the plays that happened in any football game during the season, they could come after us as well. But since we're not talking about uh, the content of what happened in the football game, this is totally legal. Well, I feel good, like you I don't ins- even know how that works. You were insisting on getting this podcast shut down. And we haven't even recorded more than two episodes. Suck it, NFL. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it up first. So have you guys had any, have you had any cease and desist yourself? Or have you had like a beer name that you had to change uh, from its original state? Uh, we haven't had any cease and desists. Uh, we try and do our due diligence to make sure that we're not using a name that someone else has already coined and it's using. Um, so yeah, we've, we've been fairly lucky that way. We've had a, a couple that you kind of expect them, but you know, they're all jokes and we're not really, it's parody. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of your beer titles here are pretty comical. Like the, how are you now? Yeah. Yeah. Do you got any personal favorites from uh, beers that are on now or beers in the past? 
beer will be tapping in uh, early February. It's called On Wednesdays We Are Pink. It's one of my personal favorites. Uh, it's a uh, hibiscus lime wheat. Skylar got really jazzed about that. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Uh, shout out to Mean Girls because for some reason we're all fans. That's the best. Uh, when movie. he says exactly. we, he's referring to all of the males here. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've actually watched that movie all the way through myself. You've never seen You've never Girls. watched Mean Girls? I mean, Girls. I've like, watched it, I've seen it, but I, While I don't While three know. dudes are being a mean, being mean yes. Girls yeah. to the one girl Just table then, while <laughs> watching Mean Girls. We exactly. also have our Citra IPA, You Can't Citra with us. Nice. And, and when those Jim two... Barrel-aged version of... Um, on Wednesdays, we're pink. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We have, like, at least two of those beers on at one time. And they're like, is that a, you know, is that a Mean Girl reference? And I'm like, yeah, and so is that one, because I work with weird people. Well, you can't Citro with us anymore, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep kicking people That's off fair. this podcast. It's just going to be Chad talking by the end of it. <laughs> so... One of the things that always used, I was, uh, used to get a big laugh about from working in the beer industry was uh, shit people say at tastings, you know, and I'm sure you guys get a decent amount of that, like, at the bar here when you have new customers come in or just irate ones that don't know what they're talking about. So how often do you guys get a, do you have anything that just tastes like regular beer? Uh, what's the closest thing you have to Bud Light? Or do you serve yeah. anything but beer here? Like that kind of stuff. I mean, the what else do you have besides beer is a really common question. It's the other upside to having the seltzer, especially people who ask because of celiacs or gluten intolerance. Um, oh, yeah. I am allergic to gluten. Let's go to this brewery. Yeah. Some people I'm, don't have a choice. They're like, I, just, I need to hang out with my deadbeat husband for the <laughs> night. And this is what he wants to do for date night because we hate each other. So yeah, like people have parties and stuff. It's like, okay, I get invited to a party, but it's at a brewery. And they're like, a lot of people are very nice about it. And they really understand when we don't have anything to give them. But the, the seltzer really helps with that. So a huge bonus to it, even though it started yeah. out as a joke. We didn't want to. We had to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of where the industry has been going lately. Like, everybody's making seltzers now. Yeah. 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 Just having a gluten-free option, of, an option for people that don't like beer, um, you know, it keeps in here for an extra drink or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and we'll leave the other um, grain options up to places like Holiday that are really good at it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, with that in mind, I think that one of the things that draws a lot of people to the seltzer category is the fact that it's like low calorie, low carb, that kind of thing. Have you guys had any conversations about? how to tackle that without making a seltzer like whether it be like a lower calorie beer or a lower carb beer anything like that or something outside of the box i mean it's the same thing if you want cake just eat cake and yeah. if you want beer just yeah. drink beer yeah that's fair uh, yeah we tend to lean the other way um the way you typically make a low calorie beer is either decrease the alcohol or use an enzyme to increase alcohol production and that's where kind of the brewed IPAs came from. Um, that's been something that uh, big boys have been using for a long time to uh, increase alcohol p- production. It uh, Big boy from Outcast? Or? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. <laughs> Him specifically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it cleaves long strain sugar, so it ends up with a very, very dry final product, and um, you don't end up with any residual sugars. Um, we found that it gives you kind of a different... Um, a different mouthfeel, different flavor, and we ran with that and added blackberry puree, but because it's us and we like big beers, we went the other way and made it a bigger a bigger beer, so we didn't go for the locale option. Nice. Yeah. I don't know, like, some of those locale beers, I don't... Uh, I get why people drink them, but I also don't at the same time. Like, Michelob Ultra, if I see somebody ordering a Michelob Ultra, I'm like, you better be running home to your house in Thornton because... Yeah, that's how they're hydrating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, no, your beer in between beers. Yeah. <laughs> so, you make seltzer because it sells and it gives people another option. Um, are there things that you guys, re- you really like that just aren't big sellers, you know, but you wish they were? You know, any particular style? Like, because I... I love uh, Baltic porters, you know, just as an example. But mm. it's something that not a lot of people drink and I'm sure is a slow mover in a lot of tap rooms. I mean, to me, like stuff like our spicier beers, like the Hatch Chili Amber, or we do a cilantro serrano lime wheat beer. And stuff like that is just hard to get people to open up to. 
Um, I understand with the hatch chili, people don't like the spice to it, but even the cilantro one, my dad is one of those people who absolutely hates cilantro. Right. He drinks that beer. Keeps coming up. Yeah. He drinks that beer. And, you know, I tell people, like, just give it a try. You know, if you just taste it and you don't, you know, let that ruin your mindset of it, you'll probably like it. Yeah. Um, Some people I get with it. Some people are just too stubborn with it. Um, But yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, mine's uh, Dark English Mild. It's one of my favorite styles, oh, and yeah. you never see them anywhere. Um, and cask beer in general. Like, it's I, it's difficult to serve, difficult to sell. Um, you kind of have to have, to build a setup around it. It's like There's, a whole system. Yep. Wow. Um, you mentioned Hogshead, and they're doing it very, very well. well that's basically um, all they do, right? Uh, they do, like, 50-50. Um, I have a problem with going there because, you know, I just need one more. So you have a just problem with more. getting home from yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. getting there. The yeah, the problem is not f- getting there. you got a few problems, and it's not really Hogshead's fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about cask beer that you really love? Because uh, I'm in the same boat as you are. I love them, but it's so oh, yeah. hard to find a good cask program. Um, because even places that do wind up getting them, uh, they don't know how to handle it and attenuate and tend to it. And a lot of times, it, if it's be, it's already been on for like two weeks by the time you get to it, so it's like totally vacant of the uh, good properties of oxidation yeah. and all the flavors that you want. Yeah, I just love that the mouthfeel, the little bit of oxidation, um, just something different, something very traditional. Yeah, I mean, you just get so many different flavors and textures that you normally wouldn't absolutely get from a CO2 beer. Um, and. Because it's naturally carbonated, just that like smoother mouthfeel from the from the CO two. Have you tried cask here before? <laughs> we did, or we have done a couple. Um, we've got two Firkins that we'll bust out occasionally. Um, we're going down to Firkin Rendezvous in Colorado Springs um, mid February, so we're gonna prep one here in the next couple of days. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, what's is that a festival that they yep, got down there? it's a festival that everything is served off Firkins. It's it's a good time. Sweet. Uh, I. I don't know for sure, but it's typically held at Bristol down there. They've got uh, they bought an old elementary school and turned it into a brewery. Nice. And what every elementary school should become. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and churches. Yeah. <laughs> really, just yeah. any place of education at all should just be a brewery. I'm alright with that. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't learn have more. churches though, because then we can't get screwed over by taxes. I mean. <laughs> they kind of they they serve. She's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing we like to talk about too on the podcast is your first beer that you absolutely loved. Um, we talk a little bit like for me, mine was Blue Moon. I can't stand the stuff now. Uh, mine was welcome. Sam, mine was Sam Cherry Wheat. Was like the first beer craft beer that I ever liked. But then Aww. I remember very vividly like my first uh, IPA that I ever liked was Harpoon out of Boston. Okay. What about you guys? Mine was fifteen fifty four from New Belgium. Oh yeah, that's a beer that they've never figured out quite what exactly it is. They've changed styles <laughs> on it a dozen times. Do you um, think technically a sports right now? Okay. It used to be yeah. a black lager, and then it was a black ale. Do you um, think Kieran's going to be able to figure that out now that Kieran owns them? I don't know. We'll we'll see how that goes. They're just going to um, get rid of it altogether. Like it's all light beer now. I've heard sports beers are big in Southeast Asia, so yeah. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it'll go over awesome. Ooh, they might have a riot on their hands if they get rid of 1554. Yeah, it is a great beer. It'd be beer. a tough one to yeah. get rid of. Well, it's so awesome to have, um, like, probably one of the same reasons I like Baltic Porters and Sports Beers, like dark lagers like that, is you get all these awesome characteristics that you would normally have in a stout or something like a darker ale, but yeah. that dry body of a lager that makes it so much more drinkable. Yeah. Um, we had a friend uh, brewing at Blue Moon for a little while that um, – made a Russian Imperial stout with a lager yeast. Damn. 14% mm. and just the smoothest thing you've ever drank. Mm. It, like, he's very talented. Um, yeah, that sounds, sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah. Drinks. Every, <laughs> everybody heard that I call it. That was my voice. Let Steve call it the drinks. Yeah, what about you? Do you got any your memorable beer experiences? Um, I was working at Old Chicago when I, like, started getting into craft beer and oh, everything. I love where this is going already. <laughs> so, yeah, I would, you know, work my shift and then have, like, a flight of a few of their, like, guest taps and everything. And I think I have to say that Big Bad Baptist, like, oh. was oh, what damn. did me. That's yeah. Like, that's big, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that, like, 14% or something? Yeah. Yeah. Love my big beers. But, yeah, that one was just the complexity behind it. I was like, okay, there's a lot you can do with this. And that's yeah. what also sparked my curiosity behind yeah, totally. 
Nice. What about, so your first craft beer experiences, but do you remember, like, the first beer that you ever had, you know, whether it's, like, a light lager when you were, you know, <laughs> 16 or something like that, you snuck one out of the fridge, anything that you guys can recall? Um, I remember being very young. Sorry, Mom and Dad, but you know about this. When <laughs> I was six and, you know, what? they were like, you know, it's the kids like, oh, what are you drinking? I wonder what you're drinking. They're like, all right, you're not going to like it. Um brother hated it sister hated it they handed it over to me i'm the youngest and uh, i was like this is awesome i like beer <laughs> so they kept an eye on me and now they support my beer habit do you know what kind of beer i was bush yeah. <laughs> yeah. i love the hesitation and the noise too and that they could tell from a very young age that you were a prodigy yeah some kids jump on the piano and the other ones grab a six pack. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. They're not bummed about it, though. I wouldn't <laughs> say, like, Bush is prodigal by any means. Well, no, I mean the fact that she just had a taste for beer when she was uh, pretty young. If you want to call Bush beer, let's go well, for it. The first time I ever had a beer, I spit it out. It was warm Budweiser, so that didn't work out well for me. Ooh, no, warm sun cutting. Yeah. yeah. But it was one of those things you wanted to be cool. Someone like snuck it to school, and then on the walk home, you know what I mean? They were uh, like passing it around. I mean, I may have been six drinking beer, but like you're bringing beer to school. Yeah, I mean, not me. Well, I would have, because I'm pretty I cool. I'm cool. <laughs> Keep telling yourself because <laughs> I'm a cool guy. Buried in the dirt behind the temp so building. Mostly, so it was Bush to start, but your parents are really supportive of the fact that you're a brewer. And do they are they local, or do you get to bring them beers? Um, you know that you guys make here, or what? Uh, no, my parents are actually almost always in here when I work in a bar shift. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, they're at all of our anniversary parties and everything. Um, my do first they ever job. Come to comedy night. Uh, you know, I don't think they have come to comedy. Posers. They said they should watch who they book here for comedy. <laughs> well, they, 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 they told... wrote the review about the <laughs> yeah. bad comic. Yeah. They're like, I don't know, that Steve guy's here. I just, I'm not sure about it. But That's really awesome yeah. they support you like that. Yeah. Uh, Chad, do you remember your first beer experience? I don't remember my first. Um, <laughs> good chance it was probably Corona or something white. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, that was the era. No one was drinking. No one was drinking good beer. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Just mass consumption. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> drinking <laughs> beer on the hockey rink. <laughs> I was going to say, you two grew up drinking together, so are you going to really tell me that there's not one single drinking story from back when you were kids? I think now's a good time to mention Faderade. <laughs> Faderade? Oh, no. Why did oh, no. it take so long for us to oh, get no. to Faderade? Faderade. <laughs> Go on, please. Faderade is like you would... Put vodka in Gatorade. As you do. <laughs> yeah, of course. And get faded. Hence the name Faderade. Yeah. yeah. If you could put Darth Vader in a Gatorade, you'd call it Vaderade. Nice. But this was Faderade. Yeah. It was li- it's like a screwdriver <laughs> for when you're on the go. You know? For yeah. when- <laughs> it was interesting because like, like when we played hockey together, it was like it, for a long time, especially like middle school, early like freshman and sophomore year, we were in very competitive leagues and it was like fitness drink water, work out, eat carbs, that kind of stuff. And then by like our senior year, most of the kids in our league were like, let's get stoned and drunk before the game. Smoke cigarettes. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, that kind of, I think Faderade definitely was a thing on some of the benches. I wasn't doing it because I still wanted to play, but. Yeah, Mr. Dudley Do-Right over here. Nerd. Well, I'm very out of shape now, so... <laughs> what about vodka and Pedialyte? How about that? That's a good flavor combination for most people. You're a monster. I am a monster. It's yeah. called bre- uh, Vodka Pedialyte's basically just called breaking even. It's called... You know, you're just... Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Pedialyte comes after the vodka. I know, yeah. but when you don't have... You just don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for this. I gotta get fucked up and fix it all at the same time. <laughs> So before we wind up, uh, wind down the podcast, uh, one thing we wanted to do is just like tell us what you think um, chain reaction uh, means to you guys and what you want your customers to take away when they come in here. Because you have great regulars that are here all the time um, that are very supportive, and it's awesome that you guys have such an awesome following for the comedy nights and whatnot. But what's the hallmark of chain reaction? When people walk away, what do you want them to remember? And don't just say the flag because people – the flag that you guys put up on the wall is absolutely amazing. People definitely <laughs> see it as a thing. And you guys built that yourself, right? We did. Which yeah. is absolutely incredible. It's it's I mean it's giant. What is that? Like 
12 by 24. 12 by 24. Just and, a giant wooden Colorado flag. And for people that obviously can't see it, uh, so it's a giant wooden panel flag of Colorado. So oh, I, thanks for repeating the giant wooden part. You said the gi- well, you said giant flag, and I don't I said, really know. I said what wooden. That. Okay, great. So we'll move on. Uh, so, Chad, can you tell us a little bit about the giant wooden flag of Colorado that's on the wall that Steve definitely didn't mention? Uh, Chad, I'm going to go ahead and take this one for you. It's a giant flag, and it's made out of wood. Is it wooden? It's the Colorado flag, and it's got some wood, and it's giant, and it's 12 by 24, and it's, I don't know if you've ever seen the Colorado flag. It's a C with, like, the sun in it and then a few stripes, and it's all made out of wood, and it's giant. It's 12 by 24. Yeah, Steve totally covered it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you made it. (laughs) But when people leave this place, like, what do you want them to remember, or uh, why do you want them to, like, you know, make them regulars here, people that come back all the time? Uh, definitely probably remember all the random unicorns hidden throughout the brewery. Oh yeah. Um, can I, can I mention that? Can yeah. I mention there? So there are currently 12, right? 12 yeah. unicorns hidden around the tap room. It's 12. List now. It's 12. One of we them. Have a list now. Oh yeah. my God. So it's, it's, you have a, you have a list where all the unicorns are. Yeah. And if somebody extra to see the list, <laughs> if somebody finds all 12 of them, they get a free pint. No, they just get a high five. Okay. If, <laughs> yep. All right, well, that's a lot less. We get that, we get that question a lot. It's like, they're like, what do I get? It's like a crisp high five. They're like, uh. I think Bri-Fi <laughs> might've said a pint back in the day, but that was a while ago. So you get a real nice high he, five. He doesn't but, work here anymore. Yeah. He's dead to us. Rest in peace, Bri-Fi. There are... The, Please listen to us. They're, they're very hard to find, though. Like, a lot of them are very well hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spent a lot of time finding places that they wouldn't necessarily be easy to spot. Yeah. Um, there's one or two that starts the conversation, and then we just kind of went nuts with it. Yeah. And there I know where all 12 more. are. I'm proud of it. The success of this business is based around how well we hide unicorns, and that's what people should know. Yeah. Clearly. Obviously. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for being on the podcast, guys. All the beers were delicious, uh, and the comedy nights are always fun. Yeah. So. Second Fridays of every month, Comedy Night of Chain Reaction, presented by Rotating Tap Comedy. Uh, by the time this comes out, I can announce that uh, Chris Fairbanks will be the headliner of the next one, which is a huge get. He's so, so funny. Um, so that's a really good one. Um, but any second Friday is always a great time down here. Yeah, so check out Rotating Tap Comedy on Facebook or Instagram. Do you guys want to plug anything social media-wise or event-wise before we get out of here? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. Bright Fi sucks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. Well, thank awesome. you so much. Thank you.